0: Welcome to the umya yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It's the September 16th episode of the um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is a Friday edition of the show, and now we know how Amazon would put together a Thursday night football or a primetime football experience. Thursday night football inaugural episode is... In the book, so we can talk about that a little bit here in a few minutes. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Listeners, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that by hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, We're over there on Twitter, at Um Yeah Sports. You can also uh, hit up John. You're at John... What are you? John McConey. At John Mm McConey. Right. So you post there as well. So both of those places are uh, a good place on Twitter to engage with us. We'd love to hear from you. I'm at Chris McConey.
1: It's at the John McConey.
0: Oh, at the John McConey. Well, that's important to note. The the is important, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And then I'm at Chris McConey. So be careful. Don't say mean things. (laughs) We don't need to hear mean things. All right. Uh, also we've got uh, umyasports.com yes, that's a place you can go and get the latest sports news and information curated from around the web. You you you're putting in that analysis in there as well. Yep. Get get the John get the John point of view uh, between podcasts on what's happening on the day-to-day sports sports stuff right mm-hmm. okay hey man how are you i'm doing well how are you i am doing excellent we are you know in the thick of uh, football season which is awesome we now know what a thursday night football uh, thing looks like uh kind of interesting i didn't think it was super smooth i felt like uh, herb street
1: uh was a little off herb street yeah sometimes uh, it's also his first NFL broadcast. and he's yeah, but he's been doing a, you know, he's been doing college.
0: This, been doing this for a long time. I mean, it's like football. so
1: I, I, well, yeah, I don't feel like there's that much of a transition. But I mean, I do like Al Michaels being there. That's, yeah, that's the best part.
0: yeah, Al Michael's voice uh, on 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 the TV at night. Is any a, any game is a perfect. wonderful thing. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. So there's some rumors out there, um, Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger, former quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Dallas is kind of in need of a quarterback, right? Dak's going to be out here for a bit. a while, And so, hey, you know, Ben's probably sitting on the couch thinking maybe I see Tom and he's doing this thing over there and hey, maybe I'll do this. What do you think? Is this going to happen? Is this a thing or is this just rumors?
1: Probably just rumors at this point. Uh, but Dallas does need to make some type of move yeah. at quarterback. They, they can't do. wait till week six to bring in someone to try to uh, help uh, this Dallas team out. And it's not guaranteed uh, Dak will even back week six. So getting someone to come in and help them out, that's going to be really important for them because if they wait too long, you're going to get in a situation where they're going to be, out of playoff contention and there's really no way to fix it after a week or six or maybe seven. Uh, and Jerry Jones, like we mentioned is really wanting to get back to the Super Bowl and win. So I feel like he would be in the market for a quarterback and trying to get something to, to go his way, maybe trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo, something like that. But they have a couple quarterbacks, but n- none of those quarterbacks are going to be quarterbacks. that are going to get you a ton of wins. So that's going to be a little bit of an issue. And, Jimmy Garoppolo just signed a huge deal with the 49ers, so he's probably off the table. Baker Mayfield's already left to his new team. Seattle doesn't seem like they're going to be trading any of their guys. So at this point, you're kind of stuck in a very weird situation where there's not a whole lot of guys on the market uh, just waiting. So maybe you do dip into the retired market and look at Phillip Rivers or you look at a guy like... Ben Roethlisberger but it just depends on if Ben Roethlisberger wants to come back out of retirement and play again Now, obviously he hasn't done what a lot of retired players do and hasn't gone to I don't think has gone to any sort of broadcasting deal so he's still kind of just sitting there sitting uh, sitting in the open so maybe they go with him but with Ben Roethlisberger you, how are you going to sign that you're going to give him like a six-week deal or are you going to give him a four-year deal and then if you sign that then he'll become a backup and with Dax Injury history over the last few seasons, maybe that won't be the worst thing for you. But at this point, I think the people that they need to be looking at is Andrew Whitworth, if he's available or willing to play, trying to contact him and look into getting him because their offensive line, yes, they just signed a new one, a new offensive lineman, but they still need to make sure Dak Prescott's protected and doesn't get his hand or leg injured on a on a play again and give him time back there. So maybe that's the people that they should be looking at as far as offensive line but like I mentioned, they're going to have to figure out who their backup's going to be, and it can't be Cooper Rush. That just cannot be your uh, solution for longer than a week. Because if it is, then you can kind of say, okay, this season's over, and we're just going to try to get Dak Prescott back slowly. We're not going to rush him into anything. And when he's back, he's back, and we can kind of – we could try to see how many wins we can get past that. But if you have Cooper Rush, you're not going to have any aspirations of going to the playoffs. You're not going to be able to win that many games. And so at that point – A lot of Cowboy fans will be even more upset, and America's team is going through the ringer like it does pretty much every year. I feel like we're really talking about this quite a bit. And also with this injury, does does that make Dallas a little less trusting of Dak Prescott and his abilities to – you know, man this team and do they go in the draft and draft a quarterback or do they go and try to sign someone in the off season when more quarterbacks become available just because they don't want to get into this situation time and time and time again, which I think would be a smart move by them if they, if they think a little bit forward here and try to, and try to get something going and, get a good quarterback to kind of stick behind Dak Prescott so they don't get into the situation feels like over the last couple of years every single year uh and so I think that'd be a smart move but as far as they are concerned they might have just missed the bus as far as getting uh, a reasonable quarterback to come in there and help him out because like I said Baker Mayfield's with his new team and Jimmy Garoppolo's with his new team Andy Dalton's now with the Saints so all the guys that they could have looked at have now kind of found a new home so at this point you just kind of have to probably play it where it lies and see what you can do. And then you're probably going to end up having to stick with Cooper rush. Cause I don't know how likely yeah. it would be that Ben Roethlisberger says, okay, I'm going to, you know, go back out there and play with a Dallas Cowboys team that has an injured offensive line. Cause I don't want to get injured again and has a struggling wide receiver course. So, you don't have all the stuff that's necessary to, you know, to pry a quarterback out of retirement as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did when they got Tom Brady right. to come back again. Right.
0: So uh, we were talking the other day about Seattle and their performance on Monday Night Football, which was actually pretty good. Uh, Jamal Adams was injured in that game. He came out. I don't know. I feel like it was like halfway through the game, something like that. Yeah. Looks like they've lost him for the season.
1: Yeah. Yep, that's a big loss for if you're Seattle because Jamal Adams is such a big part of this defense and they're using him in such experimental but super lucrative ways of bringing him towards the line of scrimmage and letting him kind of play from there and try to blitz and try to bring him in on different blitz packages and play defense. And he did really well. Almost got an interception, got to Russell Wilson, and almost got the sack. That's the play he ended up getting injured on. So things like that. But now you lose him. You have another defense lineman. Like I said, he was injured and it kind of feels like Seattle's now going to have to try to figure out a way to you know get this back on track. Now with Seattle, I feel like Jamal uh, Adams was one of the strong points of the Seattle team uh, throughout the entire game with his new with with this new scheme and package and d- things that they've been doing. And ultimately, I think the defensive line is also pretty good and stout when they were able to stop the defense line or the the um, who are they playing? Uh, oh, the Denver Broncos from being able to score any pretty much any touchdowns. But now you had to play, me, the 49ers who are going to be getting, I think, and it's looking like it's gearing towards getting Jimmy Garoppolo or not Jimmy Garoppolo, but uh, George Kittle back. Um, so now at that point, who's going to be able to stop George Kittle on that team that is super young and super inexperienced? And going to have to go and try to beat a good 49ers team. And I I think in a lot of ways, people are getting on, like I mentioned, Trey Lentz a little too early. And he's going to have an opportunity to redeem himself against a Seattle team that he will probably be be able to have a lot of success against. Because the running back core ran all over Seattle last week. Uh, The wide receiver core was running away from uh, Seattle players. And it wasn't until Jamal Adams or the other safety digs almost made another interception. And then, their defense like like I mentioned made a couple goal-line stands but then you got Trey Lance who's a running quarterback you got Jimmy Garoppolo or, <laughs> I keep saying Jimmy Garoppolo George Kettle and then you have Brandon Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel and probably not such a wet environment and you and a good defense and you say okay let's bring the same guys out you know not saying the Denver Broncos are a bad team but they are an inexperienced team with Nathaniel Hackett being there and being his first year head coach And all the success that they've had in past, and maybe they could have gone for that fourth down and maybe even made it work because of how good they were on the ball and things were moving in a good direction. Now you bring a guy the 49ers team in there with experienced, solid roster that you know can succeed and get to the Super Bowl, and you say, Okay, now Seattle, who's super inexperienced and super young, okay, beat this team. And I think this is gonna be finally where we start to see a little bit of the demise of the Seattle Seahawks and Probably Geno Smith will be able to pick up the performance he had last week. We'll get, uh, I think, Kenneth Walker will be playing next week. So you get Rashad Penny, Kenneth Walker, one-two punch. You get to see what he looks like in game four. Ty Lockett uh, and DK Metcalf and some of the rookies, they will probably have a chance to make some plays, and we'll see a little bit on offense. But defensively, that's a huge loss. You can't bounce back from that after just being announced, I think, yesterday, and, the, and yesterday was Thursday. So you have just two or three days before you play again. You're not having that much time to figure things out and get things back to normal. So at that point, I kind of feel like this week's going to be a loss for them and they're going to have to figure out what to do and how they're going to patch up the holes. I hope they've got a plan and, and a good depth on their on their depth chart because at that point we can probably see the Seattle team that I expected to see before they came out of the gate swinging and ended up beating the Denver Broncos. And maybe, hey, a lot of people are frowning. Maybe they'll play better than expected. But the 49ers are such a good team mm-hmm. that I'd be very surprised if they came out and won.
0: Okay. Let's jump over to the uh, the NBA, and then we can get out of here. It'll be a short episode today. Donovan Mitchell uh, thought he was going to be going to the Knicks, huh?
1: Yeah, he thought he was gonna wake up on Monday and he'd be there. Like, and an, so for,
0: yeah, for those that don't re- don't know this or don't remember, Donovan Mitchell was traded from the Utah Jazz where
1: to the Cavs. Cavaliers. To the Cavs.
0: Yes, for for a ridiculous amount oh, of ridiculous yes of of things, draft choices, players
1: to now total 15 1st round draft choices.
0: Insane, insane.
1: But yeah, I think that's I think Donovan Mitchell made the uh, <laughs> came out the best in that deal yeah. in not having to go to the Knicks because the Knicks aren't like I mentioned this a lot, I, they're not in a good situation. They're, 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 they're just have a lot of issues and things they need to work on. At least at the Cavaliers, I think they're in a good situation where they can bounce back and, and get things rolling and, and moving in the right direction. But real quick, two pieces of breaking news that happened just recently when we started the podcast, one, Dennis Schroeder is going back to Lakers on a, on a one year deal. Okay. And two, they say that um, Justin Herbert, who got injured yesterday, uh, has a bone or a rib cartilage injury. Um, So he will be day to day as far as his ability to return. That's that's actually not too bad. That's a lot better than because the x-rays yesterday came back negative. So he wasn't fully out Uh, rib cartilage fracture. So they're going to kind of see where he's at. But if he's day to day and he has, you know, over a week to get, you know, get ready and get better. And you saw the fight that he had last night where he came back into the game and finished it out and delivered two strikes with a rib injury and you can see how much pain he was in, so with the amount of fight that he has, I would not be surprised if he came back, and last night, again, I don't know if you saw, uh, it was a great game, because I I mean, the Chiefs won by, I think, three points, it was 24-27, to 27, so yep. it's the start of that rivalry again, but Patrick Mahomes was bailed out three different times by either penalties, a very questionable dropped pick, and um, a couple more that were just a little too far outside the defender's hands, and I feel like we finally saw a taste of what this Kansas City Chiefs going to look like post-Tyree Kill, discombobulated, because yeah. Tyree Kill would be able to catch most of uh, Patrick Holmes' thrown, but now he's trying to rifle it into Juju or um, MVS or, or Travis Kelsey, and they're not the same players that Tyree Kill is, and that's why we saw him almost throw five interceptions in one game. Multiple were actually intercepted, but a dumb Offensive PI or a defensive PI that should have been offense, you know, got him. And so at that point, it's just kind of been up and down for him. But Patrick Holmes needs to clean things up and learn his new wide receivers and not act like Tyree Kill is still there. Um, and they're going to be able to clean things up in the three the Chargers. I think that was a good statement game for him to crawl back into that game. The turning point was the play where Gerald Everett, and you've I heard this a bunch of times, this story, but Gerald Everett, you know, had a big uh, catch. Went down the field, I think got like 20 yards or whatever. Got tackled, was so tired he wanted to come out of the game. Couldn't because they didn't want the defense, uh, Chiefs to be able to substitute. He played it, and then Patrick, or and then um, Justin Herbert tried to go back to Gerald Everett. He was so tired he could not make the play on the ball, and then the legendary 99-yard pick by the rookie ended up destroying any Chargers hopes uh, of winning that game, even though they by far played better defensively and offensively um, than, than the Chiefs did. It was just that one little play that ended up really hurting them in the long run. So overall, a really fun Thursday night football game. And hopefully next time we watch it, it'll be a little less buggy as far as the overall viewing pleasure of the of the game. But one thing I really liked about it real quick is the soundtrack. I think they had a great new song for Thursday night football that I decided to you hear. You like
0: that? You like that? The, the buggy, you mean like the stuttering in the stream? Yeah, they need yeah. to fix
1: the fact that they're going to be having a lot of people go on there. Yeah, I mean, sure. To, that's the hope, right? I mean, it's a good issue to have. I would think <laughs> I that's mean, what they want. Yeah. Yeah, I figure. Yeah. Okay. What? Uh, what? What
0: game are you looking forward to this weekend?
1: I mean, there's. I want to see more of Tyreek Hill go out there and play. But you know, I think, I, I, the Saints and the Bucks for sure. That is high on my list because Tom Brady has never beaten the uh, Saints. Yeah. He's like 0-7 with this time of the Buccaneers Ooh. playing up a bunch. And also the Monday night football game. I'm excited to see the Titans and the Bills, but I'm also excited yeah. because there's two. So you get one at 6.15, right. yeah. and they get one at 7.30. So you kind of yeah. have a little bit of overlap, which is the first time that will happen. Uh, so that would be a little exciting to, to be able to see and, and, and watch uh, and then the other game that I'm excited about just because of the Giants is I'm excited to see the Giants play the Panthers huh. because the Giants look tremendous. And okay. I said on Sneaky Good multiple times that they need to use Daniel Jones like yeah. Josh Allen because not to say they got similar attributes, but they both can run, right? Josh Allen is a far better quarterback than Daniel Jones is because of where Daniel Jones has been at. But his ability to run outside the pocket and play and stuff was super helpful for him. So, I think he's gonna have a lot of success, and I like the way they're running it. Saquon run open wide, and they played against a good Titans team and ended up winning it. So I'm excited to see what they do against the Panthers and if they build on it. Okay, I
0: I agree. I, I'm looking forward to the uh, the divisional the Tampa, the Tampa New Orleans game because that's going to be important for the season. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's kind of not not a. Not revenge games. So not, not a lot, lot of great games. But I guess
1: the Packers would also be because Aaron Rodgers struggled last yeah, week. Yeah, is that see, a bounce back that's game? That's
0: true. Like, how do they play against the Bears? Uh, but that Titans Bills game on on Monday night, I think that's the game. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Awesome, cool. All right, man. Good talking to you. Appreciate your listeners. Thank you for listening again. Please do subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate that. Otherwise, have a great weekend. Enjoy your football. Uh, whether that be college, NFL, or both, and we'll catch you on Monday. We'll see you. God bless.